How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is another edition of Phillies Today. It is Friday, September the 4th, and we get to head into this weekend knowing that we have a legitimate baseball team here in Philadelphia. The Phillies finish it off yesterday, sweeping the Washington Nationals, coming true on Bryce Harper's proclamation that they needed to win 9 of 10 since he said that they have won exactly that, 9 of 10. A team that hadn't won more than... Four in a row since 2018. Won five in a row and now is on a four-game winning streak. They're playing some damn good baseball. Another tough, well-fought win. Came from behind yesterday. Won it in extra innings. Just a good baseball team. A legitimate good baseball team. And yes, they have holes. We all know the bullpen is still a little shaky. A lot of shaky. But man, Hector Neris looks good. Jojo Romero looks good. I know David Phelps gave up a homer, but that dude looks like a good pitcher. And I know Jake Arrieta stinks. Is not someone you can count on, but Zach Eflin didn't have the best day yesterday, but he's got stuff. Nolan Wheeler are real. This team can play. We'll get into kind of the the realness of it all, but let's first look back at another exciting victory for the Philadelphia Phillies. This one in, in exciting fashion as the, the two games prior had been somewhat handily taking care of the, the back-to-back shutouts, Nola, Wheeler, Dominating, essentially. The Nationals beating Max Scherzer 3-0. Hello. And yesterday, a little more of a hard-fought victory, but the Phillies take care of business. They get out to an early lead in the first inning. They, to be fair, got a little help from the the Washington Nationals. Two outs in the first inning. Bryce Harper hits a a pop-up to the shallow right field, ultimately. The Nationals, a boneheaded play. It drops in between a couple Nationals. Harper's on base. Then Ramuto gets on base too. And then Didi steps the plate and hits a uh, runners on second and third at this point. Hits a uh, a sharp hit grounder, but a grounder nonetheless or a, a liner on a bounce to second baseman. 
Brock Holt, and it just eats him up. It goes right past him, kind of goes right through him, almost two runs score. The Phillies end up scoring two runs on the error there, but they get out to a 2 nothing lead ultimately. Feeling good about that, an early score. You'll take your breaks. We can get them. However, in the third, the Nats get to Zach Eflin. And Trey Turner inside the park home run, a two-run shot, we'll say. Um, that dude is so fast. It's crazy. He's like Roman Quinn-ass. Not quite Roman Quinn, but he's fast. Um, but the Phillies get it right back in the bottom of the third. Reese Hoskins just continues to crush Hoskins. Goes yard, makes it 3-2. to two. Reese Hoskins' seventh home run of the season, and considering that he didn't hit that first one until that Boston game, it is his seventh home run in the last couple weeks. He has been white. Hot, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Joe Girardi, who sat him against Max Scherzer, the career over 17, but still had the, the gumption to sit a streaking hot hitter. And not only did Neil Walker go three for three and be the star of the game two days ago, but then Austin's come right back in the line and hits home run and, and it, you know, big home run at that. Uh, 3 2 lead. Then the Phillies take a uh, grab another run on Didi Gregorius double. Making it four to two, but unfortunately Zach Eflin, who go, who ends up having a solid outing, six innings, four earned, seven hits, five strikeouts, no walks, um, but made a couple mistakes and uh, makes mistakes in the fifth. Uh, an RBI ground out and then an RBI single by Juan Soto makes it four to four, um, and then the Nationals take the lead in the seventh. Phelps, who comes in and uh, struggled. Um, I know it wasn't his best outing, but I think he's a good pitcher. Uh, I'm not too worried about David Phelps, but uh, Phelps only able to last two-thirds of an inning. Gives up three hits and earn run. Uh, it's 5-4. Gives up the home run on a Michael Taylor home run to make it 5-4. Um, to four. But then Tommy Hunter comes in, gets out of the inning, ends up going two-thirds clean. JoJo Romero, two-thirds clean. Then Hector Neris pitches a shutout ninth, strikes out the side of the ninth to keep the Phillies in it, and the Phillies able to chip away. They tie it up in the eighth, and Andrew McCutcheon ground out, scores the tying run, and then we go to the tenth inning after Hector, uh, after Blake Parker, who has still yet to give up an earned run this season, an ERA of zero. Him and JoJo Romero, both the areas of zero, and Parker in more innings. Parker gets out of the uh, the inning. Uh, you know, starts with the bait, a runner on second. They end up walking so He's got runners on first and second. They're able to get two outs, get out of the inning. Nice job there by Blake Parker. And then the Phillies come to bat in the bottom of the 10th, and they just make it happen. Didi bunts the runner over to third. Runner on third. They walk a guy first and third. Then they walk another guy. Base is loaded. Alec Bohm to the plate with one out. And Bohm a fly ball to shallow center field. Really shallow center field. I thought they were in trouble, but Robles does not get his feet set well, and the run is able to come home and score as J.T. Realmuto comes to the plate, scores. The Phillies end up winning it 6-5 to five in extra innings, and um, it was a really nice win. You know, this team already won the first three against the Nats. You could easily see them. You know, if they lose this game, you're not mad at them. You're still... Impressed with the streak. It would have been 8 to 10 instead of 9 to 10. No one's complaining, but they fought. And they fought back. And they refused to kind of yield in this game that felt like it could have gotten away from them and it didn't. And they're just a good baseball team. We talked on the radio yesterday on WIP after 
prior to last night's game, prior to yesterday afternoon's game, um, about is this a, a legit World Series contender type team? And look, that's a, a loaded phrase, obviously, because we all know they're not as good as the Dodgers. We know that. But we talked yesterday, and you look at the rest of the National League, and you know, I don't think there's any team you feel they can't beat. You know, they're an underdog against the Cubs or the Padres or, or maybe even the Braves. But you don't think they can't beat those teams in a series. I mean, this team is real. It's legitimate. And yes, while they're not a favorite and I wouldn't bet on them, and there's still multiple teams I would take out of them, yes, they're a World Series contender in the fact that, in the sense that um, they're going to make the playoffs. And if you were to say there is a handful of teams, and in this weird season where you know, it's a three-game series for everybody in that first round. There's not a huge advantage. There's no one-game wildcard playoff. Um, anyone who gets in the playoffs, you know, for the most part, theoretically has a chance, but certain teams have, have obviously much better chances than others. And I think the Phillies are in that you know, group of 10 to 12 teams or whatever that theoretically, if things break the right way, if Nolan Wheeler go on the run at the right time, if the bullpen has two good weeks at the right time or whatever, or a month good at the right time, that they could win it. Again, I don't think they will. I'm not saying they're the World Series, get the parade ready or whatever, but but they're in the running in a way they haven't been in a long time. And again, look, they're, they have the fifth best record in the National League. They're not a juggernaut or anything, but they're a good baseball team. And they play... You know, for lack of a better phrase, the right way. You know, they they manufacture runs. They hit the ball to all fields. They're not this, you know, home run strikeout team that we've been so accustomed, sadly, to seeing over the last few years. They steal bases. They're aggressive on the base pass. They're fun to watch. They, um, they're just a fun baseball team. And uh, I was talking to Jack Fritz, and he made a great point that, you know, when you think about really good offenses and when you get to October, um, the offenses that are great because they hit a ton of home runs, while that is something that over a course of a season can will average out to more wins and losses, it is the quickest, most efficient way to score runs. Um, and that's why analytics veer so heavily towards home runs, the quickest, easiest way to score runs. You know, it's a simple kind of formula when you think about it. Um, but when you get to October, you need to be able to create runs. You need to be able to create runs by manufacturing them, by hitting the ball to all fields, by um, sealing bases, by aggressive base running, and all that type of stuff. And that's the type of stuff this Phillies team is doing, and they're doing it well. They're well coached. I think the Joe Girardi factor, you know, over the first few weeks of the season, it really felt like we couldn't feel his imprint on this team and on this season. And now I think we're absolutely seeing it. I mean, this team is a, a completely different brand of baseball than we've watched the last couple of years, and that's Girardi and his staff. Joe Dillon's done a great job. Ryan Price done a great job. And it's refreshing. It's fun to watch. You know, it's a really fun brand of baseball to watch, and it's a competitive brand of baseball. And, look, that lineup is 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 absolutely good enough to win a World Series. There's no question about that. I mean, they are a top-tier lineup. They're one of the six five to six best lines in baseball right now one of the you could argue better than that certainly one of the best in the national league it's them the padres and the dodgers i think you would say are the right now three best lineups and also i mean just in terms of lineup depth i mean 
Think about how stacked the lineup is. Think about how hard it is. I mean, the only really spot you can point to that is any sort of offensive deficiency is center field, whether it's Quinn or Hazley or Kingery when he comes back or whatever. But even then, is your nine hitter? I mean, that's not bad. I mean, they are a loaded lineup without any real holes, and they've got depth. I mean, whether it's Goslin or Walker, and obviously Jay Bruce more a everyday guy, but man, they're deep. They're talented, and they and they hit. You know, it's not just home runs. It's it's baseball. It's manufacturing them. It's it's finding ways to score runs. And again, you know, another example, Alec Bohm. The fact that this guy's batting seventh or eighth in the lineup, he is a an absolutely fantastic hitter. One of the best young hitters we've seen in Philadelphia in a long, long time. Jack said that Jack Fred said he's going to win a batting title someday. Or he's going to challenge for one, and I think so too. I mean, he's that type of hitter. The way he goes about his business, his approach to the plate, the way he deals with two strikes. I mean, watching the guy choke up on the bat and shorten his swing and barrel up baseballs, it is impressive for a guy his age and his first experience against major league pitching to be doing what he's doing and to look as comfortable and as confident doing it and to be as clutch as he's been. Alec Bohm is real. He is the real deal. He's a major league hitter, a high-level major league hitter for a long time. That's exciting. It's something you're excited about. He's going to have a really, really nice career. And he's going to really help this team right now, this year. I mean, you know, when we talked about this team coming into the season and the potential for this offense, we talked about Boma as an X-factor type of guy. He's been way better than anyone could have expected from the jump. And I was very high. I said bring him up now immediately at the start of the season because, and I and look, I was fine with them holding him down for the service time reasons. As dumb as those rules are, it's smart to take advantage of them. It is what it is. But... Um, I thought he could hit immediately. I You can go back, listen to the shows from, from back then. Because I was like, this dude's going to hit immediately. He's ready at Major League Pitching. But even I didn't think he'd be a uh, over 300 hitter right away like without seemingly any flaws and, and very little regression throughout this. I mean, he is so impressive. So impressive and emblematic of how this good this team is that he's batting 7th or 8th and you, you, you're okay with it. You don't bat an eye about it. He's such a stud. Such an impressive, impressive, amazing to watch young hitter. And um, it's super fun. This team's real. And it's time to get on board. Big series coming up against the Mets. We'll get to that later. Is um, Four-game set coming up. Uh, after the four-game set against Washington, which they, again, <coughs> swept, in case you didn't know burying the Nationals. We'll look at the standings a bit, too, um, as they have just – the Nationals at 12-23 and 23 on the season. I mean, for all intents and purposes, pretty much done. I mean, I haven't looked at the odds, but I would guess there are 2 to 3% chance to make the playoffs at this point. Um, it's great. Um, all right, quickly before we look ahead to the weekend and, and quickly look at the standings, I did want to um, have a little fun heading into the weekend as I did my power rankings, if you listen to the show, heading into the season, and I wanted to look and – and kind of see how bad a job I did. Because uh, I did a pretty bad job when you look at it. And, uh, you know, you pull up the sayings. I didn't do a horrible job. Now, let's not get too carried away here. I did a decent job. But there are definitely some misses. So let, let's go through. I thought it would be fun. The uh, I had, and again, there were tears here. So 
Um, there were some spots where I thought, you know, these four teams could be similar or whatever. But let's just let, break it down. I had the Tigers as the worst team in baseball. Boy, was that wrong so far. As the Tigers are 17 and 17, and somehow have found a way to play 500 baseball uh, better than a number of teams in baseball, including the dreadful Nationals we just talked about. Um, I don't blame myself for that one. The Tigers have been a bad team for a long time, but hey, so far this season through 34 games for them, they've been much better than 30th in baseball. I had the Orioles next. Now, the Orioles have regressed. They started out hot, and obviously we saw them take advantage of the Phillies, but they're 16-20 and 20 right now, so not the worst in baseball or second worst, but they've not been good lately, so I feel a little bit better about that prediction, but still off on that one. I had the Mariners as the next worst team. Yet again, they've been horrendous, 15-22, and 22, but... There have been teams that have been worse, as we'll see. Um, but still, they, they've been a bad baseball team, so I don't feel bad about that prediction. Uh, same thing with the Royals next, and then the Pirates after that. Those two were, were hits. The Royals are 14-24, and 24, and the Pirates are 11-24, uh, the worst winning percentage in baseball. So those should have been my two worst or right there with it. They weren't. As we'll get to a couple more way higher, uh, who should have been right there with the worst as well. Um, but... I feel good about having the Pirates and, and Royals low on my list. Next up, two that I, I kind of missed on, uh, at least so far, um, the Giants and the Marlins. Uh, the Giants are 18 and 20, and uh, the Marlins are 16 and 16. So I, I definitely uh, both have been way better than where I have them ranked. Uh, same with the Rockies next and the Blue Jays. 18 and 19 for the Rockies and the Blue Jays. Man, they've been great, 20 and 16. So I was wrong about both of them. I did say, to be fair, that the Blue Jays were one of those teams I could see jumping up because of their talent but um uh still i'll own it uh next i had the rangers they should have been way lower uh they're 13 and 23 they're in a disastrous train wreck of a team that was a big mess uh they should be back at the bottom of this list obviously uh number 20 had the white Sox. also a miss they've been much better than that 23 and 15 though to be fair i did have them as uh, I had the White Sox and padres of 2019 and i said one of those two teams was going to be way better than that and I wasn't sure which one, so I put them together there. But I was going to be wrong about one of them. Turns out I was wrong about both. They've both been way better. But I did say that the young talent could get them there. But the uh, Padres at 23-16, and 16, the White Sox at 23-15. and 15. Whoops, mea culpa. Um, especially when the next few teams on the list are so much worse. So much worse. I had the Reds next. They're 16-21. and 21. What a miss. What a miss. But not as bad a miss as at 17-16. and 16, I had the Angels, who are 13 and 25, and the Red Sox, who are 12 and 26. The second worst winning percentage in baseball after the Pirates. So those were horrible misses, as were the Mets at 15. The Mets, 17 and 21, still better than some of those other misses. And then I had the Diamondbacks, who are 14 and 24. This section here for me is train wreck city just a horrible job prognosticating i will own it just awful 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 uh it doesn't get much better here as i got the brewers next at 13 the brewers are 17 and 19 so that's not the worst on this list but not great i had the phillies next at 12 they should probably be higher um it's the phillies at 18 and 15 the uh fifth best record in the national league they should be higher 11 i had the cubs you know i feel good about having them higher on the list but they should have been higher 22 and 15 they should have been ahead of the cardinals who i have next at 14 and 14 um a couple good ones or cardinals you know were fine the Na indians at nine 
Uh, should have even been a little higher. They're 23 and 14. They played great baseball, but still a good spot uh, for them. And uh, and then my last like monster miss. I had the Nationals at eight. We talked about it. They are just the train wreck of all train wrecks. Uh, 12 and 23. Um, but then some 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 hits here. I had the A's at seven on the list. The A's are playing great baseball. 22 and 12. One of the best teams in baseball. After that, the Twins. 22 and 16 playing really good baseball after that i had the rays 26 and 12 on a roll here folks and i had the rays even though i had them lower than the yankees and the power Rangers, i did have them winning the national league east which looks good right now um i had the braves at four uh braves you know i don't feel bad about that they're 22 and 14 playing really good baseball um but have some holes you know i don't think they're infallible um, but you know, I, they haven't justified quite that ranking, but they've been better. The, the Astros at three, they're 21 and 15 and play much better baseball. Obviously not third best in baseball, but, but not a crazy ranking. Same with the Yankees who are 20 and 16, but I think their best baseball is in front of them. And at least I nailed one, right? The Dodgers I had is the best team in baseball. They have easily been the best team in baseball. They are 29 and 10. That is a 744 winning percentage. For reference sake, no other team in the entire sport has a winning percentage over 700, and they're at 744. The Dodgers have been easily the best team, and at least that one was right. And look, just looking at the NL East here, you know, and, and that was just a little fun to poke at my hits and my misses. The way more misses, let's be honest. Um, but looking at the National League East, uh, you know, to the point about the Braves, they're 22 and 14. The Phillies are 18 and 15. That's only two and a half games back. Two and a half. They're not that far from the Braves. So it is semi-realistic. The Braves are better, but not that much better, and maybe not better with their starting staff on a night-to-night basis. Um, their bullpen is great, and their lineup is right there with the Phillies. But um, I think you would argue the Phillies lineup is better, so it's intriguing. Um, the Mar- And look, if the Phillies, in all honesty, if the Phillies had come to the season with a majorly competent bullpen, they would be in first place, period. That's just a fact. End of story. Um, the Marlins, uh, game and a half behind the Phillies at 16 and 16. And then the Mets, three and a half back of the Phillies. So the Phillies, after burying the Nats, who are now seven games, seven behind the Phillies, seven. With the Nats at 12 and 23, have played 35 games. They have 25 games left to go, and they're seven behind the Phillies. And the Phillies have 27 to go. Yeah, so not likely. Mathematically, a long shot. The Phillies are going to finish in front of the Nats, and that's awesome. And now they have a chance this weekend um, to bury the, the Mets as well. You know, that's what's kind of exciting here is after taking care of the Nats, they can take care of the Mets too. A huge, huge four-game series coming up Friday through Monday. Uh, it starts tonight, Jake Garriott against Rick Porcello, just a – Awful pitching matchup that I want no part of. I, I, I barely want to watch this one. This sounds like torture. Um, you hope that Arietta can not be the worst. Is that a fair way to put it? We'll see. I'm not expecting anything. Uh, tomorrow night, Spencer Howard against Seth Lugo. That's a fun one. Obviously, Howard coming off his best start as a field, but did wear out as the start went on. I'm not too worried about it. I think he just needs to build up that stamina, that strength, that leg strength, all that stuff. Um, we saw the velocity dip. He's healthy. Um, he's going to build it up. I'm, I'm excited about where he can go. And Lugo's fun to watch. Uh, big spin rate guy. Um, so that'll be a good one. And then and then the the 
crowning game of the series without question. Sunday, one ten game on ESPN. Aaron Nola against Jacob DeGrom. That's going to be super cool to watch. A true uh, a true pleasure after getting Nola Corbin and Wheeler Scherzer, we get Nola DeGrom. And then Zach Wheeler against Michael Waka on Monday. Another one ten game, so an early one there. That'll be fun. Um, as well, uh, Labor Day game there. So a big Labor Day weekend. Again, Arietta Porcello, Howard versus Seth Lugo, Nola versus DeGrom, Wheeler versus Waka. I think you feel like you have the pitching advantage in at least one of those games with Wheeler versus Waka. And then, if anything, it's a wash in the others. But I think, you know, Howard versus Lugo, I I, I, I take Howard. You know, Arietta versus Porcello, I'd rather have neither. And Nola DeGrom, you know, you give DeGrom the advantage, but Nola can hang with him. You want Nola going up against DeGrom, that's who you want on the hill. So, um, big weekend of action. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. And, uh, again, hopefully the Phillies can keep this rolling because it's a really, really exciting time for Phillies baseball. And, and I think it's real, and I think they keep it rolling. And I think we come out of the weekend with two or three, and, and we're heading into that fourth game on, on Labor Day. And I think they can take three or four against the Mets, and that would be huge. So, uh, either way. Enjoy Labor Day weekend. Uh, We'll be back. We'll talk about it after that. Uh, Get back into some Phillies action and uh, see how they do after the the long weekend. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun to get back into it uh, next week. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.